Hello folks, I'm John Myrie and welcome to the Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. On this week's show, we have reports and tips for you from Ken Melender down at Hayward Bait and Bottle. And then we talk bass fishing and a little bit ice fishing with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Hayes Barnaby. Lots to cover on this week's show, all coming up right after these messages. Find your perfect Can-Am ATV or side-by-side at Hayward Power Sports. The all-new 2023 Can-Am Outlander ATVs were redesigned with the rider in mind for unmatched fun and value. Hit the woods or trails with models starting at $5,999. Plus, for a limited time, take advantage of a $500 rebate or 2.99% financing on select models. Looking for a side-by-side? The Can-Am Defender is the perfect utility side-by-side that's extra tough on the worksite, the ranch, or wherever you need to get the job done. Feel the adrenaline surge in the high-performance Can-Am Maverick, or get the best of work and play with the ultimate crossover, the Can-Am Commander. Claim the side-by-sides that fits your needs today and enjoy financing as low as 1.99% for 36 months on select models. Make every hunt a success, every trail ride an excitement-filled adventure, and make light work of your heavy-duty jobs, all with a brand-new Can-Am off-road vehicle from Hayward Power Sports, just 10 minutes east of Hayward on Highway 77. Offer subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Riding along in my automobile. Bumping into things unexpectedly? Make your first choice for collision repair. Ernie's Auto Body, featuring the most advanced collision repair facility in northwest Wisconsin. With a state-of-the-art spray, baked-down, draft paint booth for that better-than-new finish, laser technology for precision frame alignment, loaner cars available, computerized estimates, written guarantees, and documented unmatched customer service, the clear choice is Ernie's Auto Body, south of Hayward on Highway 63 and Nursery Road, where quality is no accident. Lynn's Custom Meats and Catering welcomes you to stop by for their great lunch menu. And while you're there, Lynn's also has a great selection of custom-cut meats and sausages, as well as many varieties of snack sticks, jerky, fresh cheese curds, and much more. Lynn's is open Mondays through Fridays from 9 to 5.30 and 9 to 4 on Saturdays. Lynn's Custom Meats and Catering in Hayward. Today, anglers fish longer. Today, anglers fish harder. Today, anglers rely more than ever on their electronics. It all comes down to catching more fish, and today, anglers rely on Amped Outdoors lithium batteries, period. Visit AmpedOutdoors.com today to power your outdoor experience. Down Hayward Bait and Model recording with Ken down here, and Ken, we finally got some cold weather, but now it looks like it's going to get warm again. Well, at least we got enough ice so individuals can go out and enjoy the nice weather this coming week. You know, I've heard reports of as much as 10 and 12 inches, but there are places that it's 4 or 5 yet. Yeah, there, there's a variety of uh, thickness out there. You just have to be careful. Yeah, and uh, no driving out there yet, maybe with an ATV or a snowmobile. I've seen quite a few of those on certain lakes. You know, whitefish, I drove by there yesterday, and there was um, four shelters out there about 100 yards, but no four-wheelers out there yet. No, and then that's common sense on the bigger lake, because the bigger ones are the ones that are going to be, the ones that froze last and be a lot less ice on them. Yeah, there's still good fishing on the smaller lakes. You don't have to go necessarily go after the big lakes right now. Well, you know, some of the small lakes are actually easier to find, the, the, especially the crappies in the basin, because the basin is not as deep and it's not as big. Yeah, it's not 15 miles long and a half mile wide. As far as the fishing, uh, anybody walleye fishing you're hearing? Last reports, they were catching them on the weed lines on tip-ups, fishing for northerns. Just basically with sucker minnows or shiners? 
Yeah, medium shiners and walleye suckers seem to be the hot items right now. I expect it won't be too long and it'll start moving a little bit deeper, or you think maybe not this year with this crazy winter. Uh, depends upon the sunlight. Uh, you know, usually it's about 10 days after it gets snow covered, they start migrating out away from the weed lines. Yeah, and we don't have much snow cover right now, so I imagine there's still quite a bit of light getting through there. Well, I haven't seen the lakes after yesterday, and that was uh, the 21st, I believe. It was pretty windy, so it might have blew a lot of the snow off the ice a little bit yeah and then that lets just more light through and keeps the weeds green down there and you know there'll be more fish around that wherever the weeds are there's more oxygen and you know there's more bait fish more everything for these fish yeah i do know the last full moon they were catching them uh, uh the crappies out in the deep water basin you know probably 10 15 feet out of off the bottom and 40 feet and they're using uh, little plastics imitating uh, insect life you know and that's the typical thing with the crappies uh, they'll get out over them basins and roam and sometimes the bluegills will too on some lake yep uh, last year about this time of year I was fishing a lake and the, the perch and bluegills and the crappies were all right on the bottom the best ones or easiest ones to find to catch with live scope were the ones that were three, four feet off the bottom, and they were pretty accessible to bite your bait. I know you mentioned live scope, and then that's a really good tool for ice fishing because you could find find the fish with it a lot easier underneath the ice and get over the top of them. You take a youngster that's really tech savvy and put him out on the ice, and he'll outfish every you know, every guy in our age, you know. Well, it's like video game and the fish almost. It, it's an incredible, but, you know, like we've mentioned on the shows before, I think the fish are starting to adapt to it and counter from they They move away from it sometimes. Very true. In fact, there's some guys that are drilling holes, chasing the fish to the holes where the lines are put in. You know, and I know a lot of guys, that friends of mine, especially some pro guides over in Minnesota, that they'll use the live sonar, whether it's the Hummingbird Mega Live or the live Garmin Live Scope, or the Lorenz, they'll use that to find a pot of fish under the ice, and then they turn it off and go back to their old-time flashers. Yeah, well, flashers is pretty good detail, you know, especially when you have some of the FL-18s and above. Uh, regardless of the depth, you can put it on two or three times zoom, and you can tell that if you're experienced, you can tell, well, you have a 15-inch crappie coming, you know, right on the edge of the cone, which most cones are 15, 16 degrees. Yep. You know, and, you know, other fishing, uh, you know, let's talk about that as we get later in the winter here. Uh, typically, perch fishing always picks up, it seems like. We've had a lot of out-of-state anglers work. We go over to catch some big perch, and, you know, one of the better lakes around here is probably grindstone, but they're out there in mid-lake structure, and, you know, so with ice conditions, you know, we need... Uh, Need to double check the latest reports on the thickness of whether or not a quad can go out there. You know, we used to have a lot more of those bigger perch in our lakes too, and for some reason, I, I think it's probably just they can't stay in the lake long enough to grow that big. Maybe. Well, it's hard to hard to say. You know, on Lake of the Woods where I grew up, there there's a lot of big perch. I mean, but nobody ever fishes them. Uh, in in late March when there's like eight nine inches of water on the lake, you can go out there and catch three pounders all day long if you have the right rock ridge next to a feeder creek next to a muck line that that seems to be a old old reef that the dnr dumped in through several truckloads of rock in, uh, in the 50s and that that's a little secret spot up there to catch the big perch in march well you know around here we've got some lakes that have some eight and ten inch perch, eight nine ten inch perch and those are a good playable perch to eat uh it, as far as finding those perch in the wintertime, you know, you get out there over them muck basins where they usually are going to be later in the year here before they start moving closer to their spawning areas. 
a lot of times you drop your sonar transducer in the through your hole and you don't see anything but if you get a something like a little jigging spoon down there and you bounce it off the bottom a few times all of a sudden the bottom just comes alive there there's a couple spots on the couturier and like 28 feet right where the rock hits the muck it's on, kind of on a steep break where there is no sand flat before you hit the muck that you can catch some 12 13 inches there i have been during the summertime even yeah, you know, and like I said, don't just assume they're not there because they'll be hugging the bottom. You don't see them if they're tight to the bottom on your sonar. Well, that muck, you know, you have to really play with your gain to do separation to get color of the muck. Otherwise, they just they just blend in, you know. So cast masters, little Northland jigging spoons and some other spoons, you can get them to come up and show themselves that way you know they're there. You bet. And uh, lastly here, northern pike fishing, that's usually pretty good uh, as we get closer because they'll start moving toward the shallow because they spawn right after the ice or even under the ice sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they do. In fact, uh, someone, uh, Tim, posted one on our Facebook page. I think it was like 37-incher. It was pretty nice. You bet. So, and there's quite a few lakes up here if you're looking for some fish to eat. You know, we've talked about it before. There's lakes up here. They actually want you to go out and keep some of them two-foot-long pike. Yeah, I can't. There's actually a list. I, I think they want to take them out of the... Tiger cat flows. Yep, tiger cat flows. Lost sand and teal, they're talking about getting some out of there. Of course, it's been going on for years out on the flowage. You bet. Well, Ken, I know you guys got all your equipment down here. If somebody wants to get out on the ice, you got a, a lot of ice shacks left yet, a lot of gear, and you're gearing up for the spring already. Yep, we're, we're, we're trying to get reset as long as we had a slow fall going into ice season we figured we're going to get set for the spring set you bet and a lot of interesting stuff out there this year some new stuff so stop in here and and nothing else come in and talk fishing all right well thank you john well folks you know we need to take a break right now and hear from some of the fine sponsors that make this show possible every week when we come back we'll be talking to hayward area fishing guide hayes barnaby so stay tuned we'll be back right after these messages Hunters and Anglers, Hayward Bait and Bottle is your one-stop sport and bottle shop in Hayward. They have a huge selection of ice fishing gear including portable shelters, power augers, electronics, beaver dam tip-ups, ice rods, and just about anything you'll need for ice fishing. They also have archery supplies, bows, crossbows, muzzle loaders, ammo, and much more to help you enjoy the outdoors. While you're there, check out the bottle shop for a full selection of beer, wine, and liquor too. Hayward Bait and Bottle is your one-stop sport and bottle shop. The Hayward Lakes Visitors and Convention Bureau in Sawyer County, Wisconsin welcomes you to our Northwoods hometown. No matter the season, no matter the activity, you'll always be surrounded by our great outdoors. What more could you ask for in a vacation destination? Woods, waters, world-class events. Contact us for information on lodging, dining, attractions, events, trail conditions and more. Order your free vacation guide and start planning your getaway today. Visit us at haywardlakes.com or call 1-800-724-2992. Get the deal of a lifetime on a new Lund from Hayward Power Sports. Truth is, our 2023s arrived late and we missed out on early season sales. So we have a huge inventory of them, but desperately need to make room for the 2024s. It's the perfect storm for incredible deals. From the entry-level Lund Adventure to the awesome Lund Impact XS and everything in between. They're all rigged with Mercury outboards and offered at blowout prices. Get your new Lund at Hayward Power Sports, just 10 minutes east of Hayward on Highway 77. Welcome back to another segment of this week's Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. And this part of the show is brought to you by the Hayward Lakes Visitor and Convention Bureau. 
For more information on vacationing and lodging here in the Hayward Lakes area, check out their website at haywardlakes.com. Well, folks, you know here in northern Wisconsin, we've got some fantastic fishing for both largemouth and smallmouth bass. And on this week's show, we're talking to Hayward Area Fishing Guide Hayes Barnaby about bass fishing. And we also talked just a little bit about ice fishing lately. Hayes, you know, I know you've been out ice fishing and, you know, just like you like your open water fish, you like the bass fish. We're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on here in the interview. But uh, right now, it's pretty hard to get the boat in the water. So the only option we've got is ice fishing. And finally, we're starting to get some ice out there, actually. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, it, it's kind of varying, you know, from lake to lake. But, John, a lot of our, our smaller bodies of water over here are are good for machines on the most the most end of it um you know keep checking i can't ever stress you know ice safety and check ice especially with a weird year like this that we're having be very cautious when you go out and fish you know around hayward this year and um safety is the number one thing there is no fish that's worth you know anyone's life and that's you know, big thing that we need to push this year. Even if we start to get ice, you know, there's a warm up, and basically we're getting there, getting closer to February all along. And, and once we get to that point, usually we start losing ice instead of making ice. Yeah, I mean, on the, in the the long run here, I think if we're going to be back up in that uh, low 30s, you know, I mean, we'll still make ice at night, but. Uh, yeah, it's not looking great for for vehicle travel or you know what I mean anyone wanting to pull some ice castles out. Uh, it's going to be a pretty mobile year for everyone um, you, in northern Wisconsin. You bet. Well, northern Minnesota is the same way up there. Uh, they're they're getting out, but been a weird year. But you've been doing okay on some of the panfish out there. I see. Yeah, I mean, just just because it's a weird ice year doesn't mean the the fishing is affected too much. Um, been going out locally for the crappies, and that bite's been been pretty good. Uh, people need to keep in mind that a lot of these lakes are uh, dusk to uh, dusk, and then dawn, um, heavily bited area. So maybe if you're going out for some panfish, you know, hit it early in the morning, first hour to a sunrise, have a good bite, and then maybe throw some tip ups out for some bass or pike to uh, pass the time, and then get ready for that last uh, good hour or two window that you're going to have. Um, but a lot of our lakes are are that first hour and last hour is the, the best bite windows that I'm finding this year. You know, I've noticed that uh, I do a lot of crappie fishing now and guiding for crappies uh, in the summertime too. And uh, one thing I've noticed is the more clear the water is, the more prone it's to be a low light bite on the yep. crappies. Uh, the more dark the water or stained, then you can get an all day bite going. And even in the stained water, it seems to be a deeper water bite during the daytime and, you know, a little bit shallower or higher in the water as you get toward evening. Yep, I agree. You bet. I agree. Yeah, any particular type of bait or anything has been working really good for you in locations and stuff? Uh, you know, the, the weed lines this time of the year, the weeds are still plentiful of oxygen. They're still green. Um, so weeds are always really good. We're still kind of technical. I guess we're on the end of early ice, but anytime early ice, weeds is good for panfish, pretty much everything that lives in the system. Um, so that, I, I definitely focus on some weeds. Uh, maybe if you're a walleye fishing, uh, get away from that and try some rocks, but there's still always going to be walleyes in the weeds. Um, for the for the crappies, John, I've just been using your four or five mil tungstens. Um colors not anything crazy and then just a panfish plastics chigger fry um and that's been my bread and butter for years um mm -hmm. don't need much anything else than that for mm -hmm. panfish 
you know, who the heck would have thought that we'll be talking first ice after the first of the year? <laughs> I know. I mean, we're going from one extreme to the next. Um, last year with, you know, I mean, a little bit more ice than we have now are about the same, except there's not, you know what I mean, lots of snow on it. And now we're on very little snow and, and very little ice. So it's just kind of wild to wrap your head around, but very strange. The ice is a lot better, though. I mean, last year it was a lot of crystallized ice and stuff and slush, frozen slush. This year it's it's pretty yes. much solid uh, ice. Yes, it was a pain to travel, um, even when you have uh, a Bearcat snowmobile. Like, I have an extra wide track or a wide track and then wide skis. And those are really hard to get stuck normally, and I got mine stuck on, on uh, the lakes a couple times last year, which was uh, kind of frustrating. But is is what it is. Keep fishing. You bet. You know, and uh, I think we're probably looking at there's a good chance we'll be looking at or earlier getting out earlier in the boats this oh, year because yeah, hopefully, I, yeah, I think that's a thing. Your big thing you'd like to get into is the bass fishing, and we've got you know, uh, it, there's more and more people starting to think about bass fishing, and I know a couple of guides that actually get a lot of clientele come up here to fish smallmouth, but uh, we've got some tremendous bass fishing up here in this whole northern part of Wisconsin. We really do. Yeah, we really do. And I mean, we're, we're next to some really, really good smallmouth factories like Lake Mille Lacs and then Schwabigan Bay, just an hour north of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a phenomenal place to come and bass fish, largemouth or smallmouth. Um, there's there's largemouth in just about every lake you can point at. And the smallmouth is not, you know, they're not quite in every lake, but there's, there's quite a few lakes up here with smallmouth. And boy, do those bass put a good fight on. You know, we grow some big smallmouth up here, but then the largemouth, everybody, a lot of people think, well, you want to get some big largemouth, you go south and down south. And yes, I think you have a better chance of catching that six, eight, ten pound bass down south than you do up here, especially the upper end of them. But when you start looking at what's caught in tournaments, the 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 weigh-ins are pretty comparable up here versus down farther south. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll use Florida. Um, I went down to Florida with, with a friend from Minnesota and caught um, the biggest bass I've ever held in my hands, largemouth-wise, um, one that was six, one that was seven, and one that was eight pounds. But then, you you know, you talk to some people down there, and it's like, well, some of those guys are coming in with a 12-pound bag just like we are. But I think a lot of our fisheries are have more of those those fish i think we just have a lot of fish up here like i've talked to uh one pro that was that fishes on the mlf and he said his absolute favorite place to fish is the mississippi river because it is an absolute bass fact bass factory and i agree and i think that that is all the way up here in the north end too i mean the amount of fish that we have up here bass wise is it's awesome we, we live in a good area and the fact that they don't get pressured near as much up here. And we're seeing more and more pressure. We're seeing more tournaments and more club outings and stuff. But, you know, I can remember going back 25 years ago, and a good friend of mine that I used to fish with uh, from down in southern Missouri, he, he'd get disgusted down there on Lake of the Ozarks and stuff, he said, because there was a tournament running every day and every night. And he says the only bass you could catch were out in the deep water. I mean, the, the, all the fish were shallow were so conditioned that they just didn't want to hit. So, you know, up here, right. it's not quite that bad yet. And there are some lakes up here you can get away with. There's almost no pressure. Right. Right. And I mean, uh, a fish is a lot smarter than everyone thinks. I mean, if you spend a, a lot of time in a boat and a lot of time, we'll even say sight fishing on how smart a fish is, 
um, on your some of your heavily more heavily fished lakes um, in Hayward that you can tell that they're starting to get a little bit more wise to to we'll say a common lure like a drop shot for the smallmouth end of it. So there's small things that you may need to tweak and adjust to get more bites, whether that being longer casts or downsizing, what what have you. But I'm definitely seeing that fish are getting wiser um, to to our presentations. So mm-hmm. one thing to keep in mind. Well, folks, you know we need to take yet another break and hear from even more of the fine sponsors that bring their show to you every week. When we come back, we'll have the second part of that talk we had with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Hayes Barnaby. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, folks, come on over to Hayward Ace Hardware and check out the area's largest selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories. We carry top brands like Browning and Sig Sawyer, and we have a great selection of the newest and hard-to-find models. We've got a large selection of ammo with more coming in daily. If you need a scope, we carry great brands like Loophole, Hawk, and EOTech, and we'll even mount it and boresight it for you, too. We even sell suppressors and silencers. And don't forget to check out our Guns of the Week. Huge discounts on a variety of pistols, rifles, and shotguns that change every week. So stop on in to Hayward Ace Hardware, your firearm superstore. Hayward Ace Hardware, Highway 63 North in Hayward, or give us a call at 715-634-8700. Hayward Animal Hospital is a full-service medical and surgical hospital featuring on-site laboratory, digital and dental x-ray, in-house pharmacy, and online store. Dr. Ostrander has 40 years of experience dealing with illnesses, injuries, surgery, and dentistry. Hayward Animal Hospital offers urgent care appointments and emergency surgery daily. Please call early in the day for these appointments. They open at 8 a.m. Hayward Animal Hospital is located one mile east of Hayward on Highway B. Call 715-634-8971. If you'd like to have your time fishing be more enjoyable and productive, hiring a fishing guide can be a good investment. Whether it's learning more about fish patterns throughout the year, learning how to use your depth finder to find the best spots and fish, learn how to use that GPS to get the most out of it, or learn better boat control. A day on the water with a guide can really help you to be a better angler, as well as make a day on the lake very enjoyable. To book a guide trip this year, or get more information, you can find us on the internet at www.wiscnorthlandoutdoors.com, and then just click on Area Guides. Welcome back to the last segment of this week's Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. And folks, you know, we're going to jump right back into the second part of that talk we had with Hayward Area Fishing Guide, Hayes Barnaby. Not just the presentations. They're getting, you know, boats and, and sonar now. I mean, I've seen a lot of people out there complaining this that this live sonar is an unfair advantage. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people uh, all across the, the range, uh, up north, up here especially, they're saying that the fish are starting to shy away from it. They're feeling the the pinging, the pulse from that live sonar, whether it's the live scope, I run the Garmin live scope, or whether it's the hummingbird or any of them, they're feeling that and they're avoiding yep. it. Yep, that's 100% true. Um, that same lake that I was just talking about here, you know, close to town, um, you hit them with that forward-facing sonar beam, and they they uh, skedaddle before you can even get a cast off. So I mean, that's kind of one thing that I was saying that they're they're getting smart to it. Um, I know on a heavily fished lake like Malax, that that's a very common thing too, where guys are just turning those off um, and trying to kind of go back to the old way and trying to trick those fish. Um, but that's that's all a part of the game now. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with having a a forward-facing sonar it is very educational 
and uh, it's a heck of a tool. I mean, it's basically the, the same concept as side imaging when that first came out. So great tools. They're great tools to have, very educational. I've noticed with uh, the live scope is that uh, the bigger fish seem to be a lot more susceptible to moving away where there's bigger bass or, or the bigger fish, but the panfish even sometimes, uh, not always. The panfish, a lot of times they don't appear to be affected by it as much, but I've also watched schools of small panfish. As soon as they hit, hit them, they just condensed into a tight ball and went straight to the bottom. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, very, it's very cool what you see when you look at that and spend you know quite a bit of time learning and, and reading the body language of the fish or how the fish is reacting to your presentation to make small tweaks and adjustments to go from there to have more success i mean it, it's a phenomenal tool um yeah it's it's a great tool i i also have a garmin um that that unit is by my side anytime i go fishing in, in the boat or on the ice it, they're they're a great learning tool you know, as far as bass fishing up here, any particular tip you can give people? I mean, one that I've talked about before is is, is try to start learning to target your casts farther out because as soon as you start getting, the closer you get to where that structure is that they're holding on, the less likely you're going to get them because these fish are, st- especially in a lake that's been pressured. Um, a tip I could give, uh, I would say... If you're not running a fluorocarbon leader, start running a fluorocarbon leader. Um, and don't be afraid to go under 10 pounds on the fluorocarbon leader strength. Um, there's a lot of times where if the, the bite is finicky or those fish are spooky, where you might even have to drop down to a six-pound test. Um, but that, that's, a, that's a pretty big tip. Um, yeah, run your good fluorocarbon leaders. You bet. Well, that's one thing I learned a long time ago. This the more clear the water there again, the more the line visibility is a big factor because uh, we saw it with walleyes, we've seen it with bass, we've seen it with everything else. Is that uh, too heavy a line? Uh, they they just shy away from it. Yes, yes. I mean, John, honestly, um, I was fishing. Uh, tournament on one of the local bodies of water and there was a mayfly hatch which kind of threw a wrench into my my game plan for that that tournament day but i was on an 18 foot rock hump fish were glued tight to the bottom and i'm watching my forward facing sonar and there's a mark just screaming off the bottom screaming off the bottom mind you i'm in 18 feet and the fish came off the bottom and i watched a smallmouth bass pick a mayfly off the top of the water that he saw from the bottom because I called to my tournament partner that fish is about to eat a bug and right on, right on a mayfly. So if that fish, and I learned this this day, if that fish can see a mayfly that's as big as, we'll say, a quarter, maybe a little bit longer, from 18 feet down, he can see your boat from a heck of a lot farther away than that mayfly was. Yeah, they can see your line. They can see the whole presentation. That's actually a good tip, you know, and I think it becomes, to, you know, I don't know, there used to be a guy they called the bass professor, Doug Hannon, and he wrote articles years ago about, he was particular, he caught more 10-pound largemouth than anybody ever did, and he was particular about the color of the bottom of his boat, the color of the clothing he was wearing, uh, yep. everything, because he said these fish can see out of that water a lot better than you think they do. So it, it, a lot of that makes a difference. Yep, they can. I actually, John, when I was when I was younger, I'd go down to the Namakagan River and throw 
a AquaView camera and I would tie a balloon to it to try to find fish in the quote unquote wintering holes. And what I found um, below the dam was before I was tying a balloon onto it, I would just throw the camera in the holes. And in an eight to we'll say nine foot hole, I could see myself on the bottom standing on the shoreline, which also, you know what I mean? Same thing, click, the fish can see you. So then I actually started wearing camouflage shirts to try to hide and, and catch more fish on the river. You bet. A lot of good information there. Hayes, I know you're pretty busy doing a lot of stonework and stuff, but you also still guide some in the summertime, especially in open water for bass. Yeah, yeah. I'll do uh, groups of one or two. Um, we can go out and bass fish, and then I'll also, if you have any questions on your hummingbird, uh, Garmin, any questions on how to find fish, your electronics, how to catch them, how to tie, we'll say an FG knot, where to look, what time of the year, what baits to throw, I'll come out in the boat and we'll bring a pen and paper. <laughs> Good. How, how do they get a hold of you, Hayes, if they want to talk about the guiding or anything? Uh, you can shoot my cell phone a call at 715-558-5392, or you can look me up on Facebook underneath Barnaby's Guide Service. Okay, well, Hayes, I want to thank you for coming on here. A lot of interesting information uh, here, and uh, the winter that's not really the winter. <laughs> yes, yes, so hopefully the winter ends soon, and we're in a boat in March. That's the goal. <laughs> you bet, you bet. Thanks a lot, Hayes. Not a problem, John. Thank you. Well, folks, you know, we're about out of time for this week's show. I'd like to remind everyone out there that if you miss a show, go to our website at wnoradio.com. From there, you can link to our podcast site, and the show is also on Spotify and Google Podcasts every week. And also, if you're looking for information on vacationing and lodging here in the Hayward Lakes area, check out the Hayward Lakes Visitor and Convention Bureau website at haywardlakes.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We're out of time, and we'll be back again next week with another interesting show for you. Listen with me, I'm gonna take you there to our Wisconsin outdoors, our Wisconsin outdoors. This program has been produced and hosted entirely by Wisconsin Northland Outdoor Communications. Any and all views expressed are not necessarily those of the station.